Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show with your host, So Sad Today. Today, I am having red vines. I'm having red vines for a number of reasons, okay? Uh, maybe even five. Might be five reasons. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can count them off. Number five. Red vines bring me back to a beautiful time in my life. Um, or actually, maybe it wasn't even a beautiful time. No, it wasn't a beautiful time because it was middle school. Um, it was an ugly time. It was the best of times. It was, it was really just the worst of times. But there is... I have like a fondness sort of when I when I recollect my first encounter with red vines, um, you know, that moment, that bite, um, even if red vines were like the only beautiful thing in my life at that time, which it seems highly probable considering I believe that I was around 11. Um, it was the year that Wayne's World came out, the movie, and in the movie, um, Wayne and Garth are talking about the joy and the the beauty of red vines. And up until that point, my world was very small. I had only had Twizzlers. Um, now, I had had uh, red Twizzlers. I'd had black Twizzlers. I'd had fucking chocolate Twizzlers. Which, by the way, I mean, is anything more delicious than a chocolate fucking Twizzler. Do they still make those? If they still make those, I'm doing a chocolate Twizzler episode. I might even go back to back. I might even go red vine chocolate Twizzler episode. But, um, but so red vines, but so I remember when Wayne's World came out and, and you know, I, I don't think I was happy at the time actually. Like when I say, oh, I look back and it was a fond time. I don't think that I was really happy at the time. Um, in fact, I know that I wasn't, um, because I remember, um, I remember which boys who the, the attention of exactly which boys I was, um, hoping to get and maintain, um, when I went to go see Wayne's World. I believe it was over Christmas break, but, um, when it came out, but you know, that discovery of the red vine, and that sort of, I remember like during that time, um, you know, like I didn't really, you know, I didn't really have any money. You know, I was, I was a kid. I didn't, um, I didn't have a job or anything yet. I guess I had a little allowance or Hanukkah money. So, but it was very much like anything that I would find in the house became like something with which to try to create my world or create an arsenal of cool, you know, like and, and pl- flannels, because it was grunge, flannels were very in. So I remember I'd be wearing, like, my dad's, like, extra-large lumberjack shirts. Um, and a lot of times they'd have, like, an old sauce stain on them. You know, like, they would just be, like, a little... Like, they just hadn't been washed because he used it like a jacket. Um, so I remember that. And I remember also like finding this old POW bracelet that had been my mom's during Vietnam. I don't remember what happened to the guy. Um, but I I remember I would wear that. And then I think I had my grandfather's old army jacket, like an extra, extra large, um, you know, just like kind of cobbling together. It was a time of, of, of ingenuity, you know, it was a time of just sort of, I mean, if you got to go to the mall, then you got like, you know, 
a ten, like a ten dollar bill. I mean, that was incredible. What you could do with a ten dollar bill. Um, I mean, for me, what I would do would be to buy this vanilla massage potion, um, edible vanilla. I, I spent it all on food. I would get this vanilla vanilla edible massage potion and use it when I masturbated. Um, but because everything for me, you know, it was always just trying to fill the spiritual, psychological, and uh, I guess you could say physical, even though I was really more of a clit masturbator um, always. But, you know, it was always about just sort of like, how do I feel okay on this planet? How do I feel okay on this planet? And, and food and masturbation did it. So, so yeah, so not, not the happiest time, right? That this is the, the interesting thing about memory is like, it can take like sort of one thing and there can be like a nostalgia for something and it can be like, oh, I wish I was there. Like, I don't wish that I was back in middle school. You know, that was, that was a hell. Um, but when I think about Wayne's World and like baby's first red vines, it makes me sort of, I want to get back to that one mo, well, that one second, you know, that one second. Um, and you know, I want, I want like Nirvana bleach, you know, I want Nirvana bleach. Um, and so, you know, like I want, I want no recess. Um, that song, that song's, uh, school or like, I want love buzz, you know, like I just want to be sort of living in the notes living between two notes in the song love buzz, um, is what I want. Hold on one second. Mm. I'm, um, I'm utilizing this red vine. I've bitten off both ends and I'm doing what any God loving, uh, human being, any, any human being who, who is any kind of human being would do, um, which is I've bitten off the ends and I'm using it to drink out of, um, earlier before I started recording, I also fashioned one of the vines into sort of, uh, like a flute. Um, I bit off each end and then I bit a couple of holes in the top and tried to play it. It, um, it didn't work, but you know, the universe hears us when we try to make our music, you know, it's just about the, it's about the intent. It's about trying to become a channel. Um, and then, and then letting go, you know, taking the action, becoming a channel, clearing it out, clearing out the red vine and then taking the action, blowing through the the red vine and, and letting go the results. And there was, there was no musical result, but, um, but yeah, with memory, you know, I find that like, there's, I mean, I feel like there's sometimes there's one memory in particular I have, like the first time I took mushrooms, I'm sure I've talked about it on the show. I've definitely talked about it. Um, I've definitely talked about it in the so sad book. Um, but the first time I took mushrooms, it was like this one, it was, yes, I've talked about it in the ugly park in, in, in Massachusetts. Um, but like I was in this relationship and it was like, throughout the rest of the relationship and then for years after the relationship ended I was always trying to get just back to this one idyllic moment like these few hours of mushrooms where the sky was like icing blue you know and the grass was like neon glowing green I mean to me it was probably like it was really more just like dirt and a couple of of sprigs but um and or or that night when I was sitting up at the top of, of a hill in, in my boyfriend's car, in his, in his, uh, 
big truck, his big gas guzzling truck that his parents had bought for him. And we were talking about what, you know, how, how we were, we were, we were, we were talking, we were being, we were talking about anti-capitalism and how the world was fucked while sitting in this, in this car with the engine running, um, you know, burning the gas that his, that his parents had bought for him. And we were talking about, you know, how fucked up, how fucked up having and having not is and the capitalist system. I'm, I think that might've been the day we burned a dollar on the side. You know, it was, it was a very, you know, it was a time where hypocrisy, where, where I believed I knew everything. Um, now I know that I know nothing, which is fabulous. Cause I, I t- look, I think I have an ego about knowing I know nothing. I have to say like for as much as then I had an ego, um, as, as the most annoying of college kids to do thinking that I knew more than everyone, um, you know, thinking that I knew more than my parents, thinking I knew more than the world at large, you know, thinking I knew the answer. I couldn't tell you what the answer was, but I knew I hadn't tasted the truth. But to, to the extent that I believe, you know, I had an ego about what I, I thought I knew, even though I couldn't quite tell you what it was I knew. I now, I think I do now have an ego about knowing that I know nothing. I, I, I do take pride in, in my knowledge that I know nothing. I, you know, I have an ego about my, I don't know, dare I say humility, but, um, but anyway, so I spent the rest of that relationship and, and years after years of just, I mean, I wouldn't say that all of my drug use and alcoholism was, uh, chasing that. Cause I, I, it, it was, you know, it was deeper than that. It was chasing a, a feeling of okayness, but certainly like the chasing of that relationship at least, um, was just wanting things, you know, Feeling like, you know, again, my sadness, why can't you take a moment in time or a few hours in time and make them forever? You know, I want to live, I want to live like in, inside a red vine. I want to live in a red vine and I want it to be the first time I've discovered the red vines and my world has changed with this cherry magic it is more of a che- it's it's not really a cherry it's more of like a hint of cherry you know it's like the it, it's a nod to cherry in the way I guess that a Twizzler is a nod to strawberry um this morning actually I found some there there's some berries growing in my backyard I've been well I I didn't just find them this morning but um I ate some this morning and then I immediately like googled the calories and blackberries because I'm I'm a very sick person. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a blackberry blossom bush. There's a blackberry bush blooming in my backyard. Um, it's been, it's been blooming. This is, this is the California life. Um, this is the California life. You, you get to Google the calories and blackberries growing in your backyard. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a sick and twisted existence, but so, so I, I, I knew they were blackberries. I was like 99% sure. But so anyway, they looked ripe. So I, I decided to, I ate some off the vines. Um, and then I was like, and then I got scared they were poison berries for a second because I'd eaten like 10. But I was like, that would be kind of a fucking awesome way to die. Like an accidental ingestion of poison berries. Like, I don't know, man. That's like, of all the ways to go, like, that's pretty fucking cool. You know, that's cool. I would say that's cool. I found myself a couple days ago Googling, literally, literally Googling how to be cool. Um, 
So I'm just, this is just me. I'm just showing you all my colors and you can feel free to um, hit pause or stop um, or, or make your own decisions or say, you know what? I too know that I know nothing. And perhaps, um, you know, perhaps there is more depth to this woman than, um, just Googling how to be cool and the, the calories and blackberries. And I'm going to withhold judgment or say, I, you know, until I've tread a mile in her, um, slippers that she was padding around with out in the backyard, um, at eight o'clock in the morning in a robe, um, with her dog pickle who was barking at the trees and eating berries and googling the berry calories you know i'm not gonna judge i'm not gonna judge because i do think i've been thinking a lot lately about status and like the ways that i status seek i think it was like googling it was the googling of the coolness that kind of got me to do it because I, I don't, I mean, there are some ways that I seek status that are like the tradition, more traditional ways, right? Like, I don't think I'm hung up like not, not really like a money thing. Like I don't feel compa- like a, a money competition or like, cause I don't really, I mean, unless I'm like with the Japs from home, like unless I'm with like the old, the, the Japs of my childhood, sort of the basic, but they're like, even, I don't know, like they don't, they don't even do anything like good with their money. Like they're not, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not, it's not like these like influencers you see on Instagram who have like eight Dior bags. Like it's, they're not even like, it, I don't know what they're spending their, their money on, but I mean, maybe with the Japs, like, okay, yes. Like one of them will have like a giant ring. And I'm, for a moment, I'm like, my pussy is worth nothing because I like don't have that ring again, being honest, maybe that like maybe that but in general, I don't think I really status seek with money. I don't know. Maybe that's a lie. Do I? I don't think I do. At this moment in time, sitting here amidst my red vines, I don't think like money is the way, you know, like, I've never been to the Hamptons. You know, I feel like if you've like lived in New York, if you lived in New York for 10 years and you've never been with the Hamptons, there's a certain thing you're not trying to prove. Right. But this doesn't mean I'm exempt from status seeking. Um, you know, it's like, because I feel like there's all different sort of types of status, right? And I talk about the status of being cool. And it's like, there are certain songs, like quote unquote, embarrassing songs that like, I will admit to loving, you know, or like, I'll tout like, oh my God, I love that song. It's so embarrassing that I love it. You know, like I will easily admit to being like, yo, I love third eye blind. Like I will like semi-charmed kind of life. Yes. I'd say I'm less comfortable admitting that I love like, I don't know, like Closing Time by Semisonic. You know, I just listened to that song again recently, loved it, put it on the running mix. You know, I'll be running down the street like closing time, time for you to go. Like, I love it. Or like, oh, or like Eagle Eye Cherry, Save Tonight. Love that song. I feel, I feel much more frightened, much more vulnerable admitting to you now that I love those songs. Whereas like third eye blind, it's just like, okay, great. It's fine. Um, or like, I don't know. I think that like, I feel comfortable, like the song sex and candy hanging around from town by yourself. And I was too much caffeine. Fine. Fine. You know, not the coolest song, but I, I feel comfortable fessing up to that. But whereas like, you know that song that I'm just trying to think of like songs I associate with like the 
the uncool songs that I can admit liking, songs that are similar but that I have trouble admitting. Like, what about the one that's – or, like, okay, or, like, if I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? Like, yes. Lo- you know, love love that song. Love that song. Feel fine about it. But, like, you know the one that's, like, the new radical song that's, like, you've got the music in you. Love that song. Don't, don't really want to talk about loving that song. Um, you know, so it's kind of like that. Or, like, that I – I get teary every time I hear uh, Natalie Natalie Merchant's Wonder. I must be one of the wonder of God's own creation. That song, I get teary. It brings a tear to the eye. I feel very, don't really want to admit that, you know? Whereas, like, I don't know, like, the fact that I love... I'm trying to think of... I was listening to a song yesterday, and I was like, it came on my, on my running mix, and I was like, yes. Oh, Informer by Snow. Totally fine admitting that, you know? And I'm not sure what it is, but certain... Even within, like, a loserdom capacity... Or like a liking things that aren't cool. There are certain things that are more high status uncool. You know, like there are strata. You can be like a status. You can be like totally punk, quote unquote, and like a shoe sort of money and, um, you know, influencery and culture. But like you can still sort of, I think it's called counter signaling. Like it's trying to prove that you're not cool. A lot of people, I know like a lot of, um, when I read about counter signaling, cause I was thinking about this, a lot of, um, like CEO entrepreneur people do this with like about dropping out of college. Like they're like very proud, like they're like, yeah, man, like, you know, like I didn't have to try it all, you know, like I didn't, I, I didn't have to try it all. I, I didn't go to college, fuck college. And it's like, I, I mean, I personally don't feel one way or the other about college. I mean, you know, how I feel about college kids. I think they're annoying as shit, but, um, you know, and I, and then, but it's like, a, it's, it's a sort of, it's an effortful effortlessness, you know, but, and, and we've all met the punks who are like, I like selling out the least, you know what I'm saying? It's like, who's selling out the least, um, you know, and that's status that can be a status thing or like, I don't know. I, I definitely do it with like beauty, like just, you know, any desire to be hot. And this is some shit that's like ingrained deep, you know, about like my own self-worth. Um, and it's a, it's a certain type of status. Like it's not, I'm not trying to be like, it's not like an Andy Warhol's The Factory and it's not like a, um, you know, like rich people on a yacht. And it's, you know, it's, st- but, but there's within every world, you know, within poetry world, there's so much status. I mean, it's like, you know, have you had a poem in the New Yorker? Haven't you? By the way, I haven't. New Yorker, if you're listening, would love to have a poem in the New Yorker. Um, would be great. You know, because and then I would and then if I had a poem in the New Yorker, I'd be like, I, I actually have not submitted to the See, This is what I'm doing. I'm signaling my set. This is what I'm a counter signaler. I'm a counter signaler. I'm like, well, I don't even want what you have. But I, I was going to what I was doing was like a I was doing a sort of well, I've never even applied to the New Yorker, which is I think I did submit to the slush pile like 15 years ago. But other than that, I never submitted a poem um, to the New Yorker. Um I have recently submitted a short story to the New Yorker because I've been writing short stories. That's what I'm doing now. I'm a writer. I'm a writer of short stories. Um, I'm also writing a short story involving this blackberry bush in the backyard, um, which is fun. And I had to. Yeah. Uh, yesterday I had to. Um, I was like, I realized I have no idea how anything in this world works. Inc- like anything that you could have like learned at a time when you were supposed to be paying attention. 
Um, I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't know how flowers reproduce. Um, and what's cool, you probably all know this because you were all probably paying attention in like fifth grade science, but I, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I got very deep in the pollen. Um, but there are certain flowers that have, that are like both, that are male, I shouldn't say both, but that are male and female. They're called, it's like a perfect, it's called a perfect flower and they, they like self pollinate, which is so cool. I mean, that would be my ideal sex life, you know, just to like masturbate all the time. But I thought that was really cool. Um, but then other ones, obviously it's the bees or the shits carried on the whim, whatever you, you know how flowers reproduce. Um, another thing I didn't know, this is, this is garden hour. This is garden hour of the eating alone in my car show. Um, but another thing that I didn't know is that all flowers, okay. And you're going to be like, she's fucking so dumb but all all flowers like all all fruits come from a flower didn't know that didn't really realize that like the fruit was the ovary didn't get that like it's it's then when it ripens and falls to the ground that's like the fruit baby you know the seed is the baby like didn't get any of that didn't know that like the center of the flower when pollinated becomes the fucking fruit listen this is I'm not trying to be like Bill Nye here I'm not trying to be I'm really not trying to claim any status here. I'm just sharing something that I thought was delightful. Okay? I am now a person who really enjoys pollen YouTube and garden YouTube. I'm into it. It's a very soothing place. The world continues to go pro- to grow progressively more confusing. But there's like floral reproduction is happening the same way it has always happened. And it's on YouTube. And there are some soothing soothing voices who are there to tell you about vegetation i wonder if there's like pollen twitter i'm sure there is it's like do people get called out for like delivering the wrong information about angiosperms probably there's probably like you know some gardening person declaring another gardening person, a garbage person, uh, or trash right now for, um, you know, cross pollinating, uh, two, two kinds of strawberry bushes, um, to the exclusion of, of another, to the exclusion of a mulberry, you know, strawberry privilege. But so I don't know. I mean, but I, I, I am enjoying I mean, I guess there's, you know, there's always in every area of the internet, there's always experts on everything. And then there's always fights. Like I had this therapist whose cat was very sick. And I think the cat had like, it had a lot of health conditions. One of it, it had diabetes and like the, the vet, like whatever it was prescribing, like almost killed the cat. And then, so she took to like a Facebook group that was like a, a Facebook, like a, a diabetic cat or like the cat also had some other health problems, but like a diabetic cat health expert group. And like, of course, you know, and she's like, well, the good news was that this group, I mean, they were always there when you needed them. Like they, these people, like their entire lives were the diabetic cat forum. Um, so on the one hand, she's like, they kept my baby alive for like two extra years. Um, but 
so that was like the good but then like the not so good was like if you would like ask a question and about like a certain kind of like cat food or um you know you could get like like so they would like chasing you like they would so like the disciplinary measures like what the fuck are you feeding your you know like it would just get very um it got very intense it would get very heated and and the fights that would break out uh between between i guess the 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 loyalists of this forum um of this facebook group like the the longest standing members you know and the controversies it got very tense very heated and that's how it always is you know so i imagine like oh my god gardening reddit must get real ugly you know like are there are there like the what's the what's the gardening equivalent of like the basement dwelling mouth breathing troll um what would be the gardening equivalent of uh, what's a what's a gardening incel i don't know you know it's like is it is it a flower that's just like pissed off that nobody's pollinating it um i don't really know but speaking of vegetation um oh okay so so speaking of vegetation uh uh, another reason I'm, I'm now realizing I had said that there were five reasons why I chose to do red vines on this episode. I think there are probably only uh, like two, two and a half. One is that, um, you know, I was feeling some nostalgia. Um, I guess one is that um, red vines taste fucking good and it had been a while. And one is because I had a listener who requested that I do a vegan episode and bless their heart. I mean, the fact that I even have a vegan listener is truly, I mean, that is, that's loyalty right there because they've had to sit through, um, you know, they've had to sit through countless beef jerky eaten while, while, um, you know, while I hemmed and hawed about my guilt over turkey sandwiches, all the while chewing the dead flesh, the dead carcass of an animal, you know, and they've, they've sat through it. So far be it from me not to give the people what they want. You know, I give the people what they want. I'm a woman of the people. Um, I mean, actually, no, I wouldn't say that I'm really a woman of the people. I I mean, I'd like to be a woman of the people, but I feel like you maybe have to be more extroverted to be a woman of the people. Like I can be a woman of the people for like an hour and then I have to go home and be alone for like five, you know, like I can do the sort of gregarious extroverted thing. Like I can be, you know, I can be like on and shit, but like then I have to go home and like plug myself in like, like a deflated air mattress for hours Um, so, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know that I'm, that I'm of the people I'm, um, you know, I, I wish the people the best. Um, but when it comes to like being, not having to be like among, like not being among people, I feel like then I can really be of the people, you know, or when strangers love strangers, strangers, so easy can totally be of the people when it's strangers. Um, and so this stranger, um, this vegan stranger, fan of the show, requested I do a vegan episode. And I was Googling um, vegan candies, and lo and behold, 
fucking red vines, world's perfect food, vegan. Red vines are vegan. So that was another reason. That I, That's the third and I guess last reason uh, why I did red vines. I mean, I don't know that you need five reasons to um, eat red vines. I was, you know, I don't know that you need five reasons. So, um, I mean, I can make two up. I guess one is that, you know, I, I really, I need to, I'm self-soothing, um, which is every candy I eat really, but I'm self-soothing. Um, my husband is definitely in a relapse of his illness. Um, he hasn't been able to leave the house in, in two weeks. Um, so there's that. Um, so that's, that's the bad thing. But as I was discussing last week, I, I started implementing some sort of, some tactics regarding like not taking, not taking, his upsetness about his illness personally and, and in general, not taking his complaining personally. And it's kind of been magical. Like I, I I made that decision to just like not try to fix or solve and to not try to fix or solve like, and not internalize, you know, because I think like sometimes one of the reasons for like my introversion or needing to be a wall to build walls is because like I do internalize a lot of shit. Um, so it's like, then I need to dissociate, you know, but like, what if I could just sort of like be like coexist, like the, you know, the bumper sticker, the coexist bumper sticker with like, you know, like the cross and the, the star of David and the, um, the yin yang and, and all the, you know, what if I could hashtag coexist and like, just be, you know, just be like, be there for someone, not internalize it, not feel like it's my job to fix or solve, not have to like, not have to do anything, not be, not, not be hurt or scared, you know, because I'm not taking it personally. I'm not feeling like guilt and shame that I can't fix, but just kind of like coexist, hashtag coexist, bumper sticker. So I've been doing that this week and it's, it's like kind of been amazing because I'm finding that like the less I try to, I mean, I don't know. We also had like a big discussion. I was like, you know, like the complaining needs to like, it needs to like come down a little too. But so I think like I'm trying to like not take shit personally that really has nothing to do with me is just being vented in front of me. And he is trying to, like, I think, I think, like, not, you know, not be complaining. And, like, look, you get more sex with non, with no complaining. So I think that's, like, positive reinforcement, too. Like, I just, you know, I'm much more interested in having sex with a person who is, like, not um, complaining. So I think, like, you know, like, that's also been, like, something you know, a a nice reward, like a nice reward. Not that I'm like rewarding him with sex, but I just, I feel more like I want to fuck, you know, like I want to, I want to fuck. Um, especially cause, well, I don't want to get into the mechanics of, of sex with, with a sick person, but, um, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm much more interested in, in having sex with, with the person that I've been having sex with for since Christine Aguilera, beautiful came out. That's how long I've been on this dick. Um, you know, I'm much more interested when there's like, when it's not like a complaining, you know, when there's no complaints, when it's just sort of like, when there's, when there's some joy and some peace, but you know, there, I'm like much more, I'm going to take the initiative, you know? And, and so 
you know, I think that's been like a nice, I think that then sort of, it's like a self-fulfilling thing. Like then the sex is happening and then, you know, it's like, I don't know. He would fucking kill me for talking about all this. Like if it's writing, that's one thing, you know, I was, I wrote the essay about the illness and, and got very personal and, you know, Elle magazine was talking about like our open relationship and his mother, like I had to like call his mother and it was like a whole thing. Cause she was like upset and you know, my mother, obviously whatever she like, I, one thing I have a, I have a good friend who has an album coming out and, um, her mom has been really upset because she did some interviews where she talked about like how her parents did the best they could. And I think her mom was afraid that's going to be reflected in the lyrics on the album. And, you know, it was, it was great to be able to talk to her about this because this is something I have a lot of experience with, um, you know, writing about very personal things. And even though like my mom is one thing she's really skilled at is denial. So when I, when I ask her not to read, I mean, I, I don't, she's just like, not really, she just doesn't want to go there anyway, you know? Um, so it's like, that is nice. You know, it's like the one nice thing about not having like a supportive, uh, parent is that they, you know, they don't, uh, they're not like reading your shit, but you know, for years I was trying to, I was like, look, there's this interview in this, you know, like I wanted her to at least like, like, look, be proud of me, be proud of me. And, and, and I, you know, I've done a lot of work on just on, on zero expectations. But anyway, so it was so nice though, to be able to like be there for, for this friend of mine and being like, you're, you're not unique. Like not, not, not in a diss way, but just like, this is something that like a lot of artists and writers, you know, who reveal anything about themselves. Like we all have to deal with this. And I don't hear that much like written or spoken about it. Like how you deal with your family's reaction. Um, you know, I mean, it's certainly easier for me now that, that I'm writing fiction and it was definitely much easier when I was doing poetry, but like when it's uh, nonfiction or in interviews, when things get personal, you know, because like my mom, like if, if in an interview, if I say, um, you know, like if I don't even mention that, like I'm married or that I went to college or drop certain signifiers that she feels like, you know, like are the things that are the accomplishments that she values, AKA things that make me sort of like an upstanding quote unquote normal citizen, you know, like decently achieving, but like not rocking the boat person. You know, if I don't even like mention those, like that upsets her. So like when it's an article that's like, you know, talking about like where I'm like talking about like, you know, eating, I mean, anything, anything, anything that is really the topics that are the most of interest to me, which are sort of the deeper, darker, more internal topics, like it's going to be difficult for her. And so I don't show her really anything anymore, but, um, and I don't go to the hardware store for milk. My dad, my dad can, he can deal with the, he can totally handle and he, he can be proud of me for when there's articles, you know, but I, but I don't, I, I ask him not, he, he used to read my poetry because nobody knows what the fuck is going on with poems anyway, but I've asked him not to read the fiction and, uh, specifically the, the So Sad Today book because it's like, you know, look, it's not even about, it's not even personal. It's just like fathers don't need to read about their daughters, like having anal, like it's just not necessary, you know, not necessary. So, um, and, and he was, he's been really cool about that, but, 
Um, but it is a, it is a topic, you know, it is a thing like that. I don't hear talked about a lot, like how we handle, because there is a shame, you know, there can be like a shame in it. Like, am I revealing too much or am I being a bad daughter or am I being a bad person or, um, and I'll never forget like the day that the so sad today book came out and my mom, like there was some article that came out and my mom was just fucking livid and she called me and she was very upset. Um, she'd been upset for, for a little while about it. And, um, but she was very upset and I was just like, fuck, like, what was the point? You know, like, why did I like, did, was this necessary? Like why? And then I remember this, this young woman, she, it was the first email I ever got like about the book where it was someone saying it had helped them. Um, and it came in like right after I got the fo- off the phone with my mom and she was saying, it was, it was a young girl saying she had been on a field trip and she has anxiety disorder and she had pre-ordered the book. The book had come and it was like the only thing that saved her. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, so it's, there is no right answer in terms of like, is it, you know, there is no right answer in terms of like, is it, is it necessary? Is it not necessary? You know, sometimes it seems like in the world, I think that it would be easier if, um, you know, like if, if something was a hundred percent. You know, like, and I see this with relationships too, like, you know, like, am I supposed to be with this person? Am I not supposed to be with this person? Like, and we feel that we should be a hundred percent in, you know, or, or, and I don't know that it's ever the case. You know, I think a lot of times it's like 59, 41 or, or whatever, you know, and it's, there's not some answer that comes down. I mean, unless we're like in an abusive situation, there's not some right or wrong there's not you know there's not like a must it's it's all sort of and it shifts too some days it is like 70 percent in some days you're hanging on by a thread some days it's like a hundred you know it does feel like a hundred percent I'm like have I ever actually felt a hundred percent about anyone I've been in a long-term relationship with I mean I've definitely felt a hundred percent about people that uh were fantasies but that's my own intimacy issues you know but yeah, like when someone's a fantasy, I'm, I'm, that's probably the only time I'm like a hundred percent, but you know, I, I think that we, we look for these things or with, um, or I read, I read the book. Oh, it's such a beautiful book. Motherhood by Sheila Hetty. It is like, it is like being a friend. This book is, is such a friend to me. It is such a friend to me as someone who, who doesn't want to have children and, and has, has, worried about that choice, you know, as a woman and as a person. But this book, man, it is a balm for the fucking soul. This book has been a balm for my soul. Um, but like, you know, I think in the book, like she sort of, she goes back and forth and, 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 and with the question of like, whether you're ever going to be like a hundred percent in, or is there a sign or is there a right way? And I think that like so much of life is just like, it's, it's percentages, you know? And it's, and it's just like a guess. Um, and it's not like there's a right, there's not like a yes or a no. And maybe it would be easier if there was a yes or a no, you know, we want a yes or a no. Um, you know, it's, you know, I want to know, you know, I want to believe that like astrology can, can tell me like exactly what to do or not to do. Um, but in a way also though, there's, there's, 
there's um, a, it's a different spiritual path when we sort of take out the the yes or the no. Um, so on that note, um, you know, I'm wishing you a week where maybe there's there's something in your life where you've been looking for a sign, and um, you know, I'm wishing you peace around uh, either you know not getting that sign or not not looking for for the answer. Um, and maybe, maybe letting there be, um, you know, multiple, I I just, I, I almost started singing, um, Stairway to Heaven in my mind about the two paths you can go on, but maybe there's like, you know, infinite paths. I don't know. Or like five or like the two paths, like are the same. I, I don't know. You know, I don't really know. Robert Plant might know. Jimmy Page would know. Jimmy Page might know. But, um, and I'll see you on the flip side. That's all. Bye-bye.